Welcome to our 24th episode of Breaking Bread with C on Relentless Pursuit. Last time we spoke about missing core convictions, some of the schemes or devices that the enemy uses to distract the saints from the work of the spirit within them. Today we're discussing another aspect of devices used by Satan to mask deception and cause the saints to fight each other instead of the true enemy that is against them and the work of God in their lives. A couple of weeks back I discussed in a series of articles the danger of emotions and why how we feel is no basis of judgment concerning the dealings of God in our lives. Now I know that might sound very harsh because we live in a society that has truly magnified feelings and everyone left, right, center, every song, every book, every article, every story, every media um, news comes to you telling you to follow your heart, to act on, on, uh, on your feelings, to value your feelings, to magnify them. But truly the Bible says that the heart is deceitful. Child of God, I'm speaking to you who truly loves God and who is trying to follow into the steps of our master Jesus. The reason why God gave us Jesus was for us to look at what an original idea of a man was supposed to be like before the fall of man. And so when these mainstream medias and these imported cultures come and tell you that your feelings are above all else, always contrasted to the truth of scripture the bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things who can know it and so when we talk about um the heart being deceitful we're talking about the very center of these feelings and if you go back and read those articles i elaborated the number of feelings a human heart can feel in a day or across a certain amount of time and you will realize that you cannot rely on 28 different emotions and base a lifetime decision on it and so i was reading um a study that was made in in Colorado, a time where the legalization of recreational marijuana appeared in a voting note in a biote, and it was presented to the people as a harmless drug and a good way to raise tax revenue. Now, of course, voters approved this because many are above the age of 18 and they are allowed to vote, and this is a drug that they were using in secret anyway. But the fact that it was in secret at least kept kept some lives it kept some people healthy it kept some people in their homes and now the state brings in extra millions in tax revenue that is right but it hasn't been an economic miracle after it was voted for what the media will not tell you is the health issues that this um, this recreational drug has increased. They will not tell you about the people who have become homeless. They will not talk about the numbers of kids that are in the ERs because of the drug abuse, the poison controls. These are things that they will not tell you. If their pockets are growing, then they will tell you that this is very much needed for tax revenue. 
So words are very powerful and they paint pictures, but also they plant seeds. Always remember that the word of God is a seed. And so your spirit is a spiritual womb. Now, the word of just as the word of God is a seed, every other word that you will plant that is otherwise in contrary to the word of God, is also a form of seed. And because your spirit is a womb, it will multiply from the seed that it has received. And so you have to understand that there are things that you plant in your spirit, knowingly or unknowingly, and the response that you carry in your journey on earth will always reflect the kind of seeds that you have received and incubated. When we talk about adultery, for example, adultery does not start when a man or a woman cheats on their spouse. Adultery starts in the mind. You receive a certain seed from the TV shows you watch, the kind of books you read, the music you play when you are commuting, when you have your earphones on. The whole time, that thing that is playing in your ears, that is landing in your head, the lyrics that you have memorized, all of this is seed and it comes into your spirit and your spirit can only multiply because that is the principle of spirit. The spirit is a spiritual, it's like a womb and then this womb of your spirit will only produce what you have fed it as seed. The same way a man comes with a woman, gives the woman a seed and then they they produce a child. This child is going to come back a human being. No man or woman can come together and give birth to a dog because they do not produce dog seed. So you have to understand that this kind of adultery does not start the moment you lay your hands on another woman or another man. Adultery begins when you conceive it in your imagination. You think about a woman that's not your, your spouse. You think about a man that's not your spouse. And so you're multiplying this seed by feeding your lust and wondering what it would be like to be with sister so or brother so. And by the time you are caught in the very act, if you are ever Lord and Lord forbid, if you are ever brought into a situation where your body gives into the lust of your flesh, you will find yourself indeed committing adultery. But the true vice has started when you gave that seed to your mind. The same applies to people who struggle with different um, with different mental diseases or mental incapacities because they have magnified worry. Some have magnified magnified shame, some have magnified guilt, some have magnified lack, some have magnified the words that are being told to them. Everything that you take in and you put it in your spirit, it's going to incubate, it's going to multiply it and as it multiplies it, you are producing the seed in response to what you have received you have received and even when you are in a culture so many of these things are being imported but you have to ask yourself why the things that come from the west coming to us 
why they stick, why they start there. It's because Satan has noticed that they have the capacity, number one, in the media, in the finance, in the in the exposure. They have the capacity to, pr- to push this agenda, to push this evil agenda far and wide than we would. That is why you will see very little things coming from um, Asia or coming from Africa and then being imported into the West and then they become a big deal. So you have to really be aware. Christians, there's a minister who said that Christians are not boring. They are aware. And Paul talks about being aware of the devices of Satan. The end in mind is always the same. Satan will always try to faint you. He will always try to exalt everything else above God so that you end up deceived, so that you end up questioning if God truly is who he says he is. Or if the same way he asked Adam and Eve, did God really say so? And one thing we know about God is that his word is his action and it remains true yesterday today and forever. So Satan will only use different devices, but to accomplish one end in mind. Think about it this way. You own an Apple ecosystem. You have a MacBook, you have an Apple Watch, you have an iPhone. And if you want to send a message with your iPhone, you can do the same thing with your watch. You can do the same thing with your laptop. If you want to give a FaceTime call, you can do the same thing with any of these devices. Devices, but the end is the same in mind. So this is this is what Paul is telling us in the book of Corinthians. He talks about um, Satan should take advantage over us because we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians chapter two verse eleven. So being aware of Satan's devices, you have to also come to the understanding of the devices that are against your identity. Because Jesus says, "As I am, so are you." That means the godly nature present in Jesus. The Bible tells us that He was fully man and fully God. So. Are you and so you have to ask yourself what would God think what would God say when you welcome a different report concerning your health somebody is literally telling you that Jesus could contract a certain disease because Jesus lives in you and the more you die to your flesh the more you magnify the life of Jesus that springs out of you and because the life of Jesus springs out of you naturally so everything that happens to you means it's happening to Jesus now some people count this robbery even Paul tells it to us in the book of Philippians he talks about though he was fully man and fully God he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped that simply means though Jesus was filled with the full nature of God, he did not lust over 
what was not given unto him. Although there is nothing that has not been given unto Jesus, he did not try to imagine any other way of being than what he had already been made, which is the fullness of God. So the same applies to you, child of God. When you look at the mainstream media, when you look at what's going on in the world, when you look at people who are struggling with same-sex attraction and perhaps they love the Lord and they think that is an area where he has trapped them, let no man say that God is testing them. God does not test you to fail you. If anything, anything that is a form of test that is supposed to trip you up is from the enemy. What God does is to turn it around for good. If there is conflict that he has brought, perhaps it showed certain areas of pride that the people involved were struggling with. And then it ends up in these people coming to the same understanding, apologizing to one another and living in harmony. That is an example of something Satan tried to trample with. And then God used it for good. Now, God did not remove that situation. What he did was get something good out of that situation. Do you understand? Because in as much as God would wish and desire for you to repent, the Bible says that he's not slow as we count slowness, but he's patient with each one of us that none may perish. So the same way he's patient with us, it's the same way he would be patient with Satan himself until he could repent. But what you don't understand, again, the Bible calls the things of God foolishness to those who do not believe. What you don't understand is the generosity, the immensity, the height, the breadth, the length, the width of God's love that would even want to restore Lucifer who has truly made of the world the mess that it is today. So child of God, when you are doubting your identity, and I'm talking about sin, sin is sin. Child of God, sin is sin. An adulterer, a person who struggles with same-sex attraction, a person who steals, a person who kills, all of this is the same sin. The mistake that the body of Christ is making today in the church is to think that there's a way you can categorize and group sin so that it's not as fatal, as bad, as dangerous. And so you find someone who thinks that lying about coming to your event and saying they will come and yet they won't come and they know it in their hearts that they won't come has committed a very small sin in comparison to a man who cheated on his wife or a woman who cheated on her husband. And that is not true. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. And so every time these things that cripple you from the inside, depression, homosexuality, and and all the lies of the enemy. Ask yourself, who has God always been? Because you and I are only by a, but a moment. Someone who last saw me 10 years ago could listen to me and almost not believe that I'm the same person. That shows you how we evolve, how we change, how things just rotate and rotate and rotate, and you're not going to be the same person you were even tomorrow, you're not going to be the same person you were today. Something will have added to your knowledge if someone has maybe pissed you off and then 
you learn something from it and then you grow out of it tomorrow you will still be a different person it might not show physically but something has added to your knowledge or to the way you deal and handle conflict so child of god you have to always ask yourself who has god always been and who has he revealed himself to be because he is the only one who can be trusted he is the only one who is consistent the same way he was in the time of jesus the same way he was in the time of moses the same way he was in the time of abraham isaac jacob is the same way he is to me and to you today so child of god always contrast things in light of scripture do not let satan distract you from the fact that you are actually being deceived because this this is what causes men to suffer within themselves the bible talks about suffering within yourself that means there is something in you that continuously places a blame in you that continuously knocks on your heart to tell you hey this is not the way the same way there's the voice of god that tells you this is the way walk in it it's the same way the very spirit will tell you this is not the way and if you quieten it if you harden your heart in it again remember god is gentle he's not going to force himself on you he's not going to put up Above you or upon you something that you are not able to bear the next thing that happens is that this voice of God is quietened in your life because you have hardened your heart to not receiving God's counsel so child of God understand that you have the capacity within you by the spirit of God at work in you to walk out of every possible situation even what seems impossible to you if you think you have done so much so much wrong that you cannot be saved if you think you have trampled with your body so badly that there is no way it could be reversed you are being deceived because god can literally change everything on its head because that's who he is it's not about who we are it's about who he is and who he will always be always remember always remember romans 8 12 14 the message version i love how paul puts it in this passage it is honorable to give our old lives a decent burial because we lived there god is so gentle he even allows you to mourn the person that you were when you share your testimony when you look back and be like I loved these things. I regarded these things at high, but now I've found an even better and greater treasure. And it continues, it is going to be our testimony of Christ triumphing death through us and becoming alive in us. When I see anyone struggling with sin, when I see anyone um, going against the way of God, and I know that there are saints around the world who know them, who are saved, 
saved, who are praying for them. I get very excited that this person has been brought to my attention to pray for or to another saint's attention to pray for because I tell myself whatever they're doing today, they're collecting even more, even more testimonies of how they will, they, they will truly represent the work of God and truly be a representation of not, none of this could be done by man except for God. So don't be discouraged. Whatever you're struggling with today, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that you can do for God to love you more or less. He has already gone the extra mile. I mean, think about God this way. His greatest demonstration of love is his very son on a cross for you and I. Now, what makes you think that he cannot reverse the most unthinkable situation in your life or in your family's life? It is impossible. And this analogy always brings me to remember that there are things I could regard magnificent and yet they are only but dung in the eyes of God. And there are things God could regard as the greatest blessing and maybe we look at them as a curse. Always remember to contrast things in the light of the word. I cannot stress it enough. The spirit of God that lives within you is ready, willing to comfort you, to confront you, to rebuke you, to correct you, to show you the way and then to reconcile all of that in a form of love that makes you look to Jesus for all that you need because he can provide it. Now, when you think that you can do this by yourself, that is when you're trying trying to get the glory. That is when pride builds up. That is when you become incorrigible. That is when you give in to all the lusts of the flesh and the mind. Child of God, do not be deceived. And even worse, do not be distracted from the fact that you're being deceived. I'm going to pray for us that whoever feels like they fall under any category that I have mentioned and you feel like you want to reach out, you want to be prayed for, you want to be loved back into salvation. This is a platform you can reach us on. You can send us an email. You can uh, write to our social media pages because the whole point of one getting to know the glad tidings, the gospel, the good news, this is why it's the good news. It's for us to pray for one another to confess to one another, to walk with one another until we get to the very light and we are perfected in light of what Jesus has done for us. I thank you, Father. I give you glory for this word and I thank you that it's going to land in the right heart. It's going to be a seed that you will water in your own timing, Lord, and that these people will look back and realize that you have loved each one of us with a love so immense that there is nothing we can do to add or remove from it. I thank you, Lord, that you are a healer, that you're a comforter, that you're a restorer, that you can literally do anything with our minds, hearts, 
bodies and souls. We give you glory at all times. I thank you for the deliverance that this will breed in the hearts of your children. I thank you that you hear me when I pray. It is so and cannot be otherwise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, saints, for tuning in today, tonight, wherever you're listening to this from. See you next Monday. Be blessed. And if you have been blessed, share with another that the glory of God may abound.